Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. So listen, man, it's great to be here. I'm honored to be here. Our team is honored to be here. Um, after we minister, I minister. We're hoping to be able to pray for and minister to people as the Spirit leads. We'll see what happens. It's always different from one service to the next. But as I was preparing for this message, the Holy Spirit really inspired me to to be personal with you. And for you to get to know me by the time this is over. And, you know, you'll come back tonight and it'll be fire, it'll be powerful, it'll be amazing. There's going to be great things, powerful impartation. But this is going to be personal. Personal. But, uh, you know, we're all in a process say yes to Jesus until now. What is that process? The process of becoming like Jesus. Right? Jesus is the dream that we're looking for, right? It's interesting because Jesus is the solution to every promise, the fulfillment to every biblical solution to every issue or anything that we could ever face. Amen. He's the dream that we're looking for, right? 
But our lives are somewhat of like a prophetic picture of the process of transformation that everyone in the kingdom goes through. I always tell people we're in the same boat with the same sails, with the same spirit blowing us in a different direction. It may look a little bit different on my path. And what it takes for me to get here may be a different So if you could uh, open up the, your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 through 18, uh, we're going to go on a journey and a process together, and I'm just going to bear my heart on some things, um, and, and I believe that, that we're going to step into a, a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. Amen? So I'm reading this from the Passion Translation. I also use the New King. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 through 18, it says, But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. And we are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. God is that attractive. When we behold the face of the Lord, his face is like a mirror, and we see his reflection. We see our reflection. And we are being transformed. Jesus, right, is the light of the world. His light shines in the darkness so we can see you. What I like about what's happening tonight is we have all these prophetic promises, all these amazing things that we're seeing and hearing in the Spirit, and people are coming from around the nation to Ohio to converge and destroy the church of Jesus Christ. And on his path to destruction, this bright light comes and shines so brightly and so powerfully 
that it knocks him off of his horse onto the ground. And out of the light comes the voice of the king. And immediately he recognizes him as Lord. Didn't know him at all before. And the brightness of the light is so bright that it blinds his physical eyes. Saul, Saul, why do you kick against the goats? To bring a goat is what they used to poke cattle to get it to go. But why? So basically, choice to be led by the Spirit to the home that he stayed in for three days, or he could say, no, no, I'm not going, but he chose in that moment to heed the voice of the Lord, and he goes into this place, travels through the city, ends up in his home, and for three days, he waits there. Now think about this. What a for those three days, for the first time in Saul's life, he looked within to hear the voice of God instead of outward to the rules and the regulations of the law. He said yes, and he chose to follow, even though it was In those three days of being blinded to the outside world, I believe that Saul looked within and beheld the face of Jesus. And as he beheld the face of Jesus, the true condition of his heart and who he had become began to be revealed. I don't think he just sat there. I think he wept. And he wept. And he wept. Because love met him on the road that the first time in his life he looked within his own heart to see God instead of looking outward to the external rules and regulations of the world the law and then after three days it's the Bible says that Ananias came and laid hands on him and actual scales fell off of his eyes and he could see it. He was immediately baptized with the Holy Spirit and with power. And at that moment, Saul began to see the king and his kingdom and his whole perception of the life that he lived had radically changed. It's part of the process. Love 
to the realm of Jesus and his kingdom. The realm of heaven. Imagine before Jesus came, died on the cross and rose from the dead. Everyone but a few people who gained revelation from the voice of God looked to the law what we know, he went for three years after that. I mean, he went out and he preached the gospel a little bit, but then for three years, it says, he went to another place. And it, the indication is, is that during those three years, he didn't do much outward ministry, but it says that Jesus ministry and power, and eventually, eight years later, the apostles recognized it, laid hands on him, and sent him around the world, and the epistles started to really be written. Check this out. Galatians 1 and 11 says this, but, but I make known to you, brethren, this is Paul speaking, the gospel which was preached by me, not according to man, for I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. In the context of the scripture, he's referring to the three years that he spent away. He's talking about the process that he went through. You know, we look within to see the fullness kingdom's always out there. It's always been there. It's here now and it always will be there. But we look within the heart is the door to see what's here. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. So when we first believe, we hope because of the allure of love. And the more that we surrender and the more the king comes in and reigns within us, the more we awaken to the reality of his kingdom. Remember, the veil was split, too. That, that doesn't just mean that we have a place reserved for us in heaven. We do. We do.
what happens within us is far greater than what could ever happen outside of us. It starts here. Paul couldn't change himself, and neither can we. The same journey that he went on is the same journey we're going on. Jesus was the exemplar. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I mean, this is is amazing. So,
moment, our family pastor at Bethel Church sent me a message on my pastor. She said, hey, Joel, I really feel like the Lord's telling me that John's life is a seed. And it's going to spring up in miracles and salvation and in the lives of so many other people. And I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, in the midst of our unconditional love and to the best of my ability I gave everything I had to God and I did my best but I still have conditions on the love that I was willing to give you and I have conditions on the love that I was willing to receive from you and in my garden in my room
And in that time, I also began to realize when I found this love and I started to realize that I was really accepted and that, that it was okay for me to be who I was, that I hadn't failed my wife and I hadn't failed my children because we saw miracles for all these people and I, I must have failed because they didn't, she didn't get it. Throughout each and every day, there were many times over that I said no to Jesus and yes to myself. And Jesus started beckoning me with his love saying, will you say yes? When you're in Walmart, Joel, will you say yes? When you're driving your car. of absolute surrender, I started to realize this liberty and this freedom that I had always known and heard about and preached about, but had never experienced at the dimension that I was experiencing now. And those people that bothered me and my neighbors that I didn't like and I avoided, instead of looking at them with judgment and a critical spirit, desperation for them to be relieved of their suffering, for the darkness of their life to be destroyed by the power of his love in the kingdom of light. Yeah. He is the light of the world. The darkness that Paul experienced was in the law and in the flesh. 
see beyond ourselves when we're not walking with him. And he died and destroyed darkness and became the great illuminator of the world. He said that you are the light of the world. A city set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. He said, let your light shine before men. Why? Because they're in darkness. Well, what is the light going to reveal? Not only the darkness and what's done in darkness, but also the king and his kingdom. Yeah. There's angels all around us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood.
courage to surrender every aspect of my life came. The nature and the character of God formed a throne in my heart. And Jesus came in and sat down. And because he is the light of the world, there was an illumination that started to happen. And all of a sudden, the things that I couldn't see and the things that I couldn't hear, I began to see. I began to hear. That's what this awakening is all about. This is where we're going tonight. This is what we're all pushing for. To plunder the kingdom of darkness populate the kingdom of light. John 12, 46, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Jesus came to the earth. He paid the most costly price with his life on the cross to destroy the power of death and sin. He rose from the dead, was seated at the right hand of God sent Holy Spirit to quicken us and to awaken us to the reality of the kingdom of heaven. He preached it while he was on the earth. He said, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What is repentance? It's not feeling bad about our sin. That's fruit of repentance. Repentance is a change of perception. When my mind changes, from looking and being led by the things of the world and the flesh to now a perception of the things that are above because we are seated with him in heavenly places. Thank God, he said to Peter, forgive them, Lord, 70 times, seven times in one day because we dip in and out between darkness and light throughout the day. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have the redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins. Did you know that you are forgiven? We're forgiven. It doesn't mean we keep doing it. that we have on the love that we choose to give and receive and all of the areas of our life that we have not surrendered yet. Love is beckoning us. Love is calling us. Love paid a price. Love is the allure of heaven that gives us the courage and hope to relinquish the reins and control of our life and surrender them to Jesus so that we now can experience the illumination of eternal life. Today is the day of salvation. Each moment of each day, we have a choice. Pastor Steve and I were texting from Bethel. We're texting this morning about a choice. 
garden. The garden is still there. Jesus paid a price for us to get back to the garden. But the tree of knowledge and good and evil is the choice to say yes or no. I'm not talking about the moment of salvation where we believe for the first time. That has to happen first. If you have never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, love is knocking on the door of your heart. Today, you have a wonderful invitation to say yes to Jesus. And let your whole life be changed. Because Jesus is the game changer. But if you've done that,
pray for you. Remember, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Regardless of where we're at and what we're doing and what we're living in, when we look at his faith, there is no condemnation.
God, let your word ring true for Ohio, for this Dayton region. Let every prophecy, every declaration, every prayer be answered and be yes and amen tonight. In Jesus' name. Enjoy your afternoon. Hope to see you tonight. If we can't, have an awesome week. We love you.